What up, y'all? I'm Josh Udall, and on this episode, we have Nick Stoddard with us. We will be talking about the mass shift in the marketing industry due to the quick pace in tech. Starting out the podcast, we want to try and get uh, you know bear, uh, build the the foundation of what marketing is, and then build the foundation of UX, and then we're going to build the podcast into how those two intermix, awesome, intermingle. Awesome. So I thought you were a great guy to talk about kind of where you come from, and yeah. so that's where we'll start. What, let, let us know what the uh, what your background is, where you come from. Uh, so I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, my mom's originally from Jamaica, um, and my dad is from here. So. Uh, basically, yeah, man, um, just starting to build my own career here in Halifax and deciding where I should go uh, in terms of, you know, starting my business. And I'm doing something just quite as similar. Um, I have um, kind of a web development company right now called BeYourBrand.net. And basically what I'm doing is just developing that person, that entrepreneur, his or hers, their whole persona and cultivating that and how mm. you can really put that on YouTube, Instagram and how to really do that. So first I'm going to start with myself and then really work on things like this, like podcasts, vlogs, and uh, get the word out there and just see what I can do and then um, see what I can do to help others. So yeah. Nice. Right on. And so that's what you're doing currently. I heard that, uh, I think from before you were working the nonprofit sector for a yeah, little bit. So right now I'm part-time with nonprofit, um, just helping the communities kind of advance, um, not just in tech, but also in like decision-making. Mm. Uh, so right now I'm working with the North end of Halifax. Right on. Yeah. So how has it been like running the, the, the marketing game in the nonprofit sector? Oh man, it's tough. I think it's a different ball game. I think it's very arch archaic, um, yeah. in some ways, like, um, we're doing a lot of advertising on Facebook. Uh, a lot of advertising, word of mouth, um, posters. Uh, it's a little bit slower. Um, I definitely think um, that's the approach we're taking right now is just word of mouth. How can we spread it out there? We, we haven't really figured it out because our demographic isn't really um, honed into one target market. It's more mm -hmm. like everyone. We want kids to show up. We want moms to show up. We want dads to show up. We want everyone to show up. So we don't know what we should be doing. So mm. it's, it's, it's complicated. Like if there's one thing we're doing is mobile food market is to give people the opportunity to eat fresh foods at a low cost and have that, um, really out there for the community. So it's like, if you're paying a dollar for uh, an avocado, we're going to pay charge you 50 cents because mm. we want you to have that, uh, fresh fruit and options. Oh, the, right on the high price. So yeah, right. but we don't, but not a lot of people know that. Right. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough. So I'd say yeah, a lot of like, you know, kind of almost old school marketing tactics yeah, that you have to yeah. go after. Oh man, it has to be there. Mm. So it's tough for sure. Right on. That's totally fair. Well, how do you see, I mean, you're kind of in between two worlds right now. You're, mm. you're still working part-time in the nonprofit sector, but now you are starting your own company and trying to build brands for people starting with yourself, which is, sounds like a fantastic gig and, <laughs> and going after it. But how do you see the marketing landscape changing like how what was different about it two years ago and what do you think will change going on till two years from now i think if people haven't recognized yet we're decentralizing ourselves from uh one source of media like uh, just television or just youtube it is everything everybody's going to own a website at one point 
everybody's going to own their own little online store. Uh, we're even going to get to the point where Amazon's going to be the number one, but people are going to even decentralize from Amazon mm. and create their and cultivate their own thing and build their own brand. And literally, it's going to be like a small market world, but it's all going to be through online. So if there's a place that like like Halifax that grows, grows a lot of blueberries, somebody's going to take advantage of that and say, okay, look, I know in this place in America, there's not a lot of blueberries. I'm going to build my brand and sell them blueberries rather than them going to superstore. I know I can compete. So I think it's going to be a decentralized market compared to two years ago where it's like just Walmart, just Amazon, mm -hmm. just this, just that. I think you're starting to see people break off. Interesting. Yeah. So well, then what are your thoughts on something like, for example, just last month, Amazon purchased Whole Foods. Yeah. Where do you think that has a place in terms of where you think things are going to you now? I think uh, Amazon purchasing Whole Foods is more of an approach for them to kind of be like, um, to kind of compete on a large scale to with like Walmart and stuff like that. But what they're going to do is do it smarter, do it faster and take out those workers and they don't need as many workers there. Mm -hmm. So I, I see that Amazon understands that there's a lot of things they can cut out. Like Amazon is a big middleman company. You know, people I sell on Amazon now and I buy products and I put it on Amazon. I'm taking the risk. Mm -hmm. Amazon isn't. But Amazon gets a cut if I do sell it. So it's a big middleman company. Right. So what they're going to do with Whole Foods is just do exactly what Superstore is doing, but they just do it better and systemize it better. And they're just more like a place where people come and grab food and check out themselves and they don't have that. Mm. It's still a middleman mentality. Right. Yeah. So that's my kind of take on Whole Foods. I think it's a great purchase and mm. I think it's doing them wonders for their stock and publicity. But for sure yeah that's really interesting yeah especially I, what i really want to go after more is this whole decentralizing mm -hmm. because right now we are starting to see the beginning of it where almost because of tech and because of the internet we are seeing a disruption in a lot of different industries yeah so is that what you're kind of thinking with the decentralizing do you think there's gonna be a huge disruption even in the marketing industry yeah if you look at wix right now who's which you know if you look at their stock is exploded it's at like 75 dollars a share and if you look at it like three years ago i think it was trading at like around 20. um so if you if you look at that and then you see why wix is blowing up it's because they're offering that they have a wix bookings for your um like basically if you have your own rental properties and stuff like that, they're making it so simple that you can have your own Airbnb. Mm. You don't have to, you don't have to be on Airbnb if you don't want to be, uh, not to say Airbnb isn't an awesome platform. Right. It really is. Mm. Um, and you know, the wages on the, the cuts that Airbnb takes from you isn't, is very small, mm -hmm. but they're also giving you the option to sell your videos online. So if anybody knows anything about Udemy, Udemy is where you go and you can purchase, um, educational videos. Well, Wix is allowing you to set it up so that you can put a video and then go purchase it on your website. There's no, mm. there's, you are, you know, the, the go-to. And now that you can market for yourself on YouTube, you don't need Udemy, you don't need Airbnb. So this is very interesting. That is actually super interesting. And that kind of, guess, goes back into more so what this whole podcast is about is if these, you know, people are just going off the internet and just, you know, selling things for themselves and again, taking out the middleman. Like you even see it, even the new Netflix series, uh, Girl Boss, I think was a Boss mm, Girl, yeah. where you know that was the start of all this was people buying stuff on eBay and then selling them, selling it off, which is kind of similar to this mentality. Where do you think the user experience for an, you know the the relationship between say, uh, I guess the marketer in this case and 
the the end user it starts changing uh, i think it starts changing in a way of uh the trust factor like mm. if somebody sees your face more if they see that you're teaming up with people that they like uh, i think the trust is going to be uh the user experience is going to be do i trust this person i trust this person because i've seen them in a video with another person that i watch on youtube because they teamed up and teamed up and i think that's going to be the user experience i think people people are going to trust people more online based off of how much they see them, where they see them, and how often. Right. So that's going to be the user. That's actually super interesting. And that's where I'm, I'm super, I'm a huge buff into culture yeah. and history. Mm. And what I find is we went through a time and period where people just didn't want to talk to each other, didn't want to see each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the, the generation before us or a couple of generations ago, they're talking about, oh man, back in my day, we actually had to go hang out and see yeah. each other, this, that, the other. And what I find, what we're seeing, we're just seeing a full circle of people, we are back wanting to be in a community again together. We want it. We want interaction with people. We want that face to face. It's just taking on a different form. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like, uh, that, for working in the nonprofit, mobile food market, and stuff like that, you see people wanting that so bad. They just want that uh, sense of acceptance, and they just want to be belong. And that's why you get so many volunteers when you say mobile food market. What do you, What do we do? We help people with food insecurity who can't afford vegetables. And we give them that opportunity, and then you see somebody just cling to that because they mm. just want to be a part of something. They want to be part of a community. They want to be part of uh, something that's growing. They want to, you know, make change. And I think before we, what we come from is uh, we're moving out of this archaic time where we really worked in people had worked in factories and things like that. Right. But now, you know, that was the thing to strive for. If you worked at a factory, you made good money. Da 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 da. But now that we're kind of moving away from that, people are thinking maybe that's not for me maybe there's something i can do that i really enjoy and it's part of the community because i felt so distant from it before mm. where i just work go home work go home now we're at this age where we're seeing other people make money doing positive things being a part of a community and you're like wow maybe i can do that too and i think um, working in a nonprofit, you really see people cling to things like the mobile food market right. it's like wow i'm gonna really come and volunteer every saturday morning at 8 a.m mm. for you know so that's, I think that's really important. Community is so important. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a super interesting, interesting time in history at the moment when it comes to all that type of stuff and community is just what you're sharing. But you're kind of shifting gears a little bit. Another question I do have is in your sector or where you're currently working, um, do you see marketers using social media, social media in an effective way or into its fullest potential or no? Um, so the question would be, um, do I see marketing being more effective in non-for-profit? Uh, no, sorry. Um, so yeah, I guess in the non-profit sector, for example, do you feel that social media is being used to its fullest potential in those, in those areas? Definitely not. Definitely mm -hmm. not. There's uh there's a, there's a stigma kind of with non-for-profit and social media. It's like, yes, we use social media, but we don't focus on it. We put something out there to say we put something on there. So mm -hmm. if somebody looks for us on Facebook, they get that content. But you will never see at a non-for-profit uh, someone paying or uh, really focusing on just social media and just creating a presence for them and being like, this is what we're doing. Follow me. Uh, I'm the face of this uh, non-profit and, and I'm going to take you through everything we're doing. They just, it's just, it's just, they're very, they're going to be, non-profits are always going to be kind of five steps behind. And as the times change, it'll take like that five steps to get there and, mm. and really 
okay, it's, it's working because we've watched five years go by of this for actually working and one non-for-profit is doing it and then it's going to take another couple of years for the other pro- non-profit mm-hmm. to do it and then it's going to be a flood. But they're really, you know, hesitant. taking their time and hesitant. Yeah, yeah. What do you think adds to the hesitancy? Uh, I think politics is always going to be hesitant. Like you can see politics now, like with the legalization of marijuana, how much red tape people are freaking out about. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we going to do if somebody's driving? What are we going to do? Da, 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 da. But just the speculation of marijuana being legal is literally, you can see the Canadian dollar rising. You can see people developing more business and you mm-hmm. can see it's better for the economy. Right. But look how long it's taken us. Look how long it's come to this decision mm-hmm. after all this time. So it's the same thing with, not for profits when you trickle down it's going to be oh we really want to revamp this place and if they want to revamp their building it's going to take like two or three years of sending in quotas and and getting approval and there's just a lot of people that you have to get yes from before you can continue to do anything so right there's a lot of red tape right it's a lot of layers and a lot of levels you have to go through to yeah. before anything can actually happen yeah. that makes a lot of sense and so you kind of mentioned the start off uh answering that question is there's a stigma mm-hmm. uh could you elaborate on that it's kind of a stigma as in uh does this really work does mm-hmm. like does somebody go on on youtube every day creating content or is that person just full of themselves mm-hmm. right are you going to get that person who's just full of themselves oh they just it's natural to them because uh they love attention or is that person really pushing themselves and i think a lot of people especially in a small town think you know that person is just follow themselves they love to be on camera and we we kind of like we don't want any part of that we're just gonna go and and market the way we have and you know what i mean there hasn't been mm-hmm. that big switch like you know what guys like what we're doing is more important than a lot of what other people are doing on youtube let's do what they're doing but make it more impactful but right yeah so interesting hopefully that answers the question yeah no that's super helpful yeah. uh and interesting kind of seeing in the nonprofit sector and how it um reacts to things that are happening on the outside because obviously their goal is not to you know be on the upcoming trends in tech they're obviously their goal is to help people right and so i can see i could see where you're saying in terms of hesitancy and the Mm -hmm. stigma that may surround it because they just don't want to mess anything up yeah so exactly that makes a lot of sense the hearts are there yeah um so the next question would be i want to ask kind of a two-prong question here is from kind of the business you're, you're currently working and then obviously in the back in the nonprofit sector, what is the key to standing out? Like what is, how do you be different in the nonprofit sector? And then what's the key to standing out as you, you know, are learning how to brand individuals? It's kind of funny that we say like, you know, it, that they're, sl- they're very slow to progress, but the way they stand out is really bringing in programs that are different, mm-hmm. not just we're helping kids who feel sad or that's a big issue but really hone in and what what that really means like we're helping kids do this because and they create this whole new campaign you know we're helping food scarcity because and creating a whole new campaign and it's like the marketing for mobile food market i'll go back to that mobile food market is um where we get on a bus like one of the metro transits and we put a bunch of produce on it and we drive it to four different communities like that catches a lot of attention, right. but think how innovative that is. No one, right. you know, we had these big buses. No one thought, hey, we should put a bunch of vegetables on there and drive it to the communities that are underserved hmm. for food and give them, a, 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 you know, veggies at cost. Hmm. You know, and it's like, wow, like 
that's a big advertisement in itself and that's why you get so many MLAs like Lindell Smith mm. and stuff backing this program because it stands out so much no one else is doing it like this so it's funny that um, nonprofits are slow to innovate but when they do it creates a lot of noise it's right. like the biggest thing so mm. it's such a, a weird world but when you do crack the shell and you do something innovative everyone pays attention Lisa Roberts backs it I know Lindell Smith um, mm. a lot of MLAs in the north end and stuff like that so really interesting very interesting so uh, the key is innovation is yeah. the key is doing something that's kind of thinking outside of the box so coming from a personal branding standpoint you know there's a lot of people say for example right now you got a lot of people that are vlogging such as yourself yeah. or th throwing up stuff on their blogs or x y and z a lot of people are starting to put work in put content in and starting to hustle that that side of the game but what is the key i mean i know you're learning but what do you think in your head? What's like? What's the big thing someone needs to do to, you know, break through the white noise? Because there's so much content out there. There is so much content. I think what you have to do is be yourself. Number one, because mm. you'll you'll get tired of faking it. Right. Be yourself, hundred percent. I think number two is what are you good at? Mm. What are you good at? And what are you ready to compete in? If you're good at being face first in the camera and talking about something that and grabbing people's attention, hone that hone in on that if you're good at bringing people together hone in on that and mm. don't try and do too much outside of you know what you're really not good at so if you're not good at sitting behind a desk all day um, editing but you're amazing at doing um, the film work then hone that skill and get a team right. um, I think that's one way of doing it I think the third way um, what I plan on doing is uh, doing something similar to David Culligan, doing something that mm. looks like it's grinding, like it's tough to do this, and you really separate yourself. Who can do a video every day right. for a hundred, you know, sixty-three days or yeah. sixty-five days? Three sixty-five, yeah. You know, uh, three sixty-five. So it's you know that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So what if I the next thing I did I was like I'll do uh, a rap song every day for 365 and you you step it up mm. and the next guy's like cool i'll do a music video every day for one you know 60 right. or 365 yeah. sorry 165 I, I don't know if i could do that for 365 but yeah. i'm thinking what if it's for 100 days what if it's mm. for 200 days and it's actually lyrical content about what's going on today and it's actually uh, filmed and edited and put that work in so mm. you crack that white noise by oh hustling people just period like you come up with a subject you put out content like crazy. One of my clients um, I'm working with is uh, his mom for her development, um, Jeff Nippard. He is from Halifax. He does workout gym videos and he has 250,000 followers wow. and he just puts that work in. You can tell you watch his video about gymming. It's not just I curl every day. No, he's like, actually the scientific facts about curling are. Uh. And he goes into it and you're like, wow, this is very informative. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what people are missing there's a lot of fluff mm. and there's a lot of things that catch your attention but at the end of the day you're just going to skip it but if you have some content some uh content and stuff that are, is really true to that person mm -hmm. and then something that's really unique i mean you're gonna you're gonna cut through it and then the grind you gotta grind right you gotta grind if you, yeah. yeah yeah that's what i've been finding interesting especially as this uh we've been kind of starting things out with this podcast is now that we start off the beginning of the, the show of how the game is changing and marketing and, and trying to get get through to people and, and really getting that personalization aspect essentially is what we're talking about yeah. is people want that one-on-one. -on -one. People want that, that, that kind touch. 
And so now we're starting to see people jump into the chat bots and yeah. naming them and the voice assistants and making sure they have a nice name like Alexa and they're personable. <laughs> Where do you, like, how do you approach a marketing strategy as you start, continue with your company at this point in time? Um, so a marketing strategy in the sense that, um, do you frame that question? Um, yeah, sure. So yeah. Um, what is your marketing, like as you're starting this company, as mm -hmm. you really want to, you know, essentially get people to trust you. Yeah. What is your strategy to try and get those viewers and get those users that people will, will trust you and come to you to build your, their brand? Information. I think mm -hmm. like one of my segments for next month is um, checking out all of Canada, getting on a plane and documenting where are millennials going and why are they going there and why is it a good idea and where are we buying housing and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that information, man, that could change your life. Uh, for me right now, I'm looking to buy real estate. Um, one of those two places I'm looking is Halifax or Montreal. So why Halifax, why Montreal? It's affordable. I can still uh, start my companies here at both places. But one has, you know, it's bilingual. One is completely English, but it's a smaller city. Um, so where do you go? Do you go to Toronto where the market just jumped 33% and you can't afford a condo nor a house downtown? Mm -hmm. Do you go to Vancouver where the market's even bigger than, um, higher than Toronto? Or do you go to Kelowna where it's the fastest growing uh, place in Canada? You know, the best weather and things like that, but it's also um, small. Mm -hmm. Or do you go, you know, where do you go? Do you go right. to Calgary? Do you go to Manitoba? You don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So that information, like, I really want to separate myself by giving that information, that good information, because I know there's people like me every day, like, you know, I'm finally paying off the student loans, and now I understand that I need to buy a home, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you could be 25, 30 years old in between, and you're like, I need to really have a stake in the game here. Where do I, where am I gonna thrive? Um, and Airbnb and all this stuff is blowing up. If you don't have, if you don't own a home or are renting something that you can put an Airbnb in, and you're behind the eight ball and you're gonna like 10, 20 years from now, you might not be making the profit that you hope that you could make right. and then you can't retire and stuff like that. So that's what I wanna give people. Like this is where the options are. Here's where I'm checking out. This is what I think are the best and you can take it from there. The next step is how are millennials making money? Cause we're not making the same amount of money as you know the baby boomers, mm. we're not. We don't have a lot of money to buy a ton of furniture from Ikea and stuff like that. We don't. We live in smaller smaller quarters and we have to hustle to make that extra dollar. If not, you're gonna be working at Starbucks for sure. Nothing wrong with that, right. but I'm just saying, it's not, a, it's not great for retirement and stuff like that moving forward, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But um, so how are other people making a side hustle? Like I have a few friends who have an Airbnb in Vancouver who live on the couch, but Airbnb two rooms and make $1,000 every four days. You know, and then you have friends like uh, Jeff Nippert, who's out in Kelowna, um, making great money doing what he loves and doing video vlogs on working out. So it's like, uh, is that what all millennials doing or this is just what some are doing? And if if we're not all doing it, what are the other millennials doing? Are they kind of falling in between the cracks? Are they looking for help? And I think giving them that content, like, listen, why aren't you investing in marijuana right now? Mm. Why aren't you? It's gonna be legal, and it's gonna take off. It's a two. It's a twenty billion dollar market in two thousand and like thirty. Right. You know, are you not? Why aren't you? Why not? Why aren't we sharing that information? Um, are you selling online? Mm -hmm. Why not? 
are you marketing online? Why not? What are you doing in the meantime? I want to find out what it is and how much you're making and how satisfied you are. And if you're satisfied in a city and you're making good money, then the next person in Toronto who's working two jobs can do the same in Ottawa. And he should know that or she should know that. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to get back to say, like, millennials, we really got to change it because we have people in power, um, maybe not in Canada, but like Trump was trying to big, bring back coal. Mm. It's like, coal? <laughs> what? That's going to hurt the, your economy. Right. You know? Millennials really need to come together and the young people to be like, okay, we really have to change it. The world's heating up. I don't know if you guys heard, but apparently uh, I think it was in Antarctica or something like that. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I think, I guess, a piece of uh, Antarctica or a piece, it broke off the size of PEI. A piece wow. of it broke off. It was in the news or something like that. Don't quote me, mm-hmm. but you can go look it up that, you know, so we're having dramatic changes. Like, why isn't the world cold? Even Halifax is getting pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. And we're so cold. Our winters and summers are, you know, very cold. Even our summers are very cold. Like, now it's like 26 and muggy and I'm sweating and I don't get hot, man. Like, I'm right. not Caribbean. So, <laughs> you know, I don't get hot, but I'm like sweating. I'm like, geez, it's hot. Mm-hmm. So what's it like in L.A. and Texas right now? They're throwing right. bacon on the ground and it's just cooking. So you're like, <laughs> maybe we are heating up the earth. And maybe, you know, Donald Trump should take what, you know, the French prime minister is saying seriously, mm. you, know, or, you know, right. So it's interesting, man. But so. I think given that content to empower people, mm-hmm. that's what be your brands about. That's why I'm trying to do that. And I'm trying to do that with the government as well. Empower the people around you mm-hmm. and they'll empower you. Right. For sure. And so kind of what I find really interesting about that is essentially just bringing people content that matters to them is how you're going to try and break through the white noise and really go ahead and go forward, which I think definitely could work. Mm-hmm. Speaking of kind of talking about marketing and um, again, bringing power to the people, empowering the people, what I found very interesting and it's kind of, it's on topic, but it's off topic, but something I found really interesting was going to the big, boxing extravaganza press oh, conference no. of mcgregor and mayweather <laughs> yeah while being at that event at the uh, the amphitheater downtown toronto it really blew me away was the the spectacle it was fascinating but what one guy in, in particular really blew me away was mcgregor yeah how he was able to just galvanize the whole stinking crowd and people were losing their mind over the smallest things he would say yeah and what I found really interesting, going back to the empowering of the people thing, was again he's kind of he's the people's champ. Yeah. They want him to take out Mayweather oh, yeah, because yeah, they just don't sure. think Mayweather's a nice guy. Yeah, essentially. Sure. And so what happened was there's was something that happened on stage, and the show the vice president of Showtime was on stage too, and he went at him. He's like, "You are a weasel," and just <laughs> told off this exec in front of. 30,000 people and people lost their minds. And who do, who did he say this to? He, he, to? he said to the vice president of the Showtime, the guy the people that are putting on the wow. pay-per-view wow. and and told him that like he just doesn't trust him, thinks he's a joke and just and, and lit him up in front of everybody. Wow. And that really didn't show me like, I've seen it through his marketing tactics from, you know, say 2 years ago up until now. Yeah. His goal has been trying somewhere is trying to empower the people, yeah. give them power back, and that was kind of like a small micro moment wow. of what I've been seeing with that. So that was really interesting, and I think uh, what you're going to go ahead and do, I think, uh, will be very successful. Yeah, thanks, man. It's gonna be fun. We'll vlog it, and um, I'll share it with you for sure, and sure. let you know how it goes. That's great. 
Well, it comes to the end of our time. Uh, where can uh, you know some of our, our listeners find you on social? Yeah, so you can find me at beyourbrand.net, www.beyourbrand.net, and you can also type that in on Facebook. Um, you can also find me at Nick Stodds at uh, Instagram. Really uh, going to break into the uh, YouTube world first um, before I really break into any um, Instagram. And I think it's really good to hone into one first and really grow my business through that. And then I think what I'm going to do after um, after I um, finalize that is uh, go on Instagram and compete and kind of, you know, see what I can do uh, with David Culligan and see like he's super inspirational. So mm-hmm. yeah. I might do like a, a, I'm in big into music, big into singing, rapping, um, creating vocals, anything like that. So I might actually do song a day, but I don't know if I can do 365. Right. Days. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. But, um, it, you know, if it takes that level of competition, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. If it, if it really takes it, um, I'll do it and it'll, and it'll be good. It won't be like little stupid music. It'll be actual like, full minute songs that are, mm. are great content not like fluffy garbage but we'll see so right now you can just find me at uh, www.beyourbrand.net and uh yeah perfect awesome well, thanks so much for your time nick and uh awesome. i really you. wish you luck on your endeavors awesome man awesome. thanks so much josh no problem thank you so much for listening i hope this episode brought great value to you i will check you later thanks again and enjoy the rest of your drive walk run bench press or whatever it is you're doing have a good day <laughs>